Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Today on the Ether, osmosis updates from the lab. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. Give it a few minutes to get some more people in. Hey, hey. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Luke? Doing, doing well, doing well. How's everyone doing? I'm doing quite swell. We are having a bit of a New York City Cosmos session this today. You have people from, uh, you know, Penumbra, Figment, Reverie, uh, you know, a bunch of people just working out of Are they all piling in before Masari? Uh, oh, I think right now it's still just people who are already in New York, but uh, there'll be more, I'm sure, in a couple, couple of weeks. Yep, very nice. I'll be there with you guys as well. Nice. All right. Uh, I think we've got everyone here. Elise, I've invited you to speak, I believe. And yeah, so I'm Aaron with the Ministry of Marketing. Uh, today's agenda, Sunny will be giving the updates from the lab. And after that, we're going to be introducing some guests and they'll be playing a heavy role in our marketing and operations going forward. Um, so yeah, I think, Sunny, you can kick it off with the updates. Yeah, for sure. Um... So, uh, you know, a couple of fun things going on, you know, next upgrade, uh, I don't think has been like officially, officially, oops, sorry, uh, I don't think it's been like officially, officially announced or anything yet, but you know, it's targeting to, you know, we're targeted to hope to have it on chain in the next like two or three weeks. So, you know, just be on the lookout for it. Um, this upgrade, you know, we'll have basically a few main, main things, you know, we'll have, uh, the TWAP functionality, uh, the time-weighted average price oracles. Um, so this will sort of enable a bunch of things. You know, it will provide oracle prices for projects like Mars and Ion and stuff. Um, it will also, you know, be able to allow you to make contracts that can like make their slippage in terms of TWAP. So like, you know, there's a couple of people right now working on cross-chain swaps so like what does that mean that means like you know there's contracts on juno let's say that want to swap on osmosis just because you know osmosis has the highest liquidity um and they could do that but you know they don't know what how to set the slippage right uh but what they can do is they can say hey we're just going to set the slippage at you know one percent off of the twop off of the five minute twop price uh and by doing that they can you know do these cross-chain swaps without worrying about being front run or anything like that. So that's pretty exciting there that we can, uh, we'll be able to start doing that uh, soon. Um, and, you know, people are going to be able to start building this out. And I know a lot of people are like sort of needing this. So like Cato and as well. So uh, that will hopefully enable a lot of things. 
Um, another big upgrade that's coming there is uh, interchain accounts are finally going to be enabled correctly. So, uh, you know, interchain accounts are originally supposed to be added in the V10 upgrade, but something about it was just not uh, sort of enabled correctly. And so uh, we're finally just, you know, doing that properly this time. And that's going to help with uh, a lot of new people, a lot of projects as well. So we'll have, you know, Quasar will be able to start using it. Um, uh, uh, Apollo is going to be able to start using it. There's uh, a lot of new staking derivatives. Uh, platforms that are coming out soon so um if people saw stride uh it should it just launched uh yesterday so congratulations to our friends at stride uh and they will be uh you'll, you'll, you'll see some stride atom atom pools on osmosis very soon probably in the next 24 hours or so so um yeah you know it's cool to see that osmosis is going to be like a you know a lot a lo lot of new um asset types right you know a lot, it, it, it's interesting that all these like staking a lot of staking derivatives platforms are launching it right around the same time you know quicksilver launched as well uh but you know uh yeah well fun to see those live and you know for now they're just going to use the normal pools but they once the stable swaps uh come around which by the way is the like number one priority for the b13 upgrade uh we'll be able to migrate these pools to using stable swaps so they'll have uh even lower slippage than they than they would right now but you know we can at least get it kick started with the current pools today and then the final main i guess thing would in the v12 is uh stargate queries so uh right now you know i'm sure people followed some of the bugs that happened on Juno because of how Stargate query was like done in Cosmosm right now. Um, and so we had to basically like all the Cosmosm chains basically deactivated Stargate query. Stargate query is basically a way for Cosmosm contracts to query anything in the uh, Cosmos SDK. So you know, if you have a contract that wants to query the liquidity of a pool, for example, you can't do that right now in Osmosis because of well, okay, lied. You can actually do that right now, but there's like you can't you can't query, for example, uh, you know, what the external incentives on a pool is, for example. And so, uh, with Stargate queries, uh, we, we helped fix this uh, functionality where we built this like you know a safer version of Stargate queries, which we're upstreaming to the main Cosmosm repo, so that way all the chains can use it as well. But yeah, with Stargate queries now, the contracts will be able to sort of become way more powerful and be able to actually get the full functionality of the whole chain. So that will be um, also unblocking a lot of things. So, you know, I, I guess like a, one good way of putting the V12 upgrade is you might not see, you know, if you are just a trader on Osmosis right now, you're not going to see like a huge chain but it's going to unblock a lot of the new applications that are coming to osmosis and you know give them the final things that are needed to be able to start launching so yeah that's going to be the main focus of the uh b12 upgrades awesome good information uh looks like you've knocked out a ton of the questions that we had before <laughs> you um one of the questions was uh, about stride seems like they popped up rather quickly what's some background information on them yeah so uh some information on Stride was, is um, they were actually, uh, we were actually students at Berkeley at the same time, but 
I did not know that. I never met them when we were at Berkeley, but, uh, you know, uh, we had a lot of friends of friends and, you know, kind of, they kind of got caught, you know, we're, we're on this like mission right now to Cosmos pill all of UC Berkeley as a, you know, we're just going to turn it into like a Cosmos campus. Um, and, you know, I think we're well on that way. And I guess stride was the stride folks are some of the folks that were caught up in our project Cosmo Phi Berkeley. Um, and sounds yeah, like we need to have OsmoCon at UC Berkeley next. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, yeah, so Stride, you know, they are building a staking derivatives platform. They currently support uh, state, th- th- they're going to be starting with uh, sort of main, four main assets. They're going to do staked Atom, staked Osmo, staked Juno, and staked Secret. Uh, they currently have staked Atom live. Uh, you can go to, you know, their site today and use that. Uh, but then, you know, they'll add the other three, uh, sort of roll them out over the next couple, over the coming weeks. Um, and yeah, and, you know, they're working with us pretty closely on, you know, helping us like with the stable stop, stable swap stuff as well, because, you know, it'll make their project much better. And, uh, you know, they're eager early testers as well. And so, you know, I'm just really excited about about them and you know what they're bringing to the ecosystem yeah that's a good tldr on them appreciate that um yeah so i think that's good on the updates we'll um you know talk about our guests here and then towards the end we'll have time for questions um so for some time now the omm has been in talks with the marketing agency and that's serotonin on september 2nd we finalized that on September 12th, we'll be officially kicking off our working relationship with them. Um, so Luke, if you could start off by introducing Serotonin as a whole, uh, introducing yourself a bit, and potentially speak on some of the work that Serotonin has accomplished in the past. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's great to, to meet everyone here, and, and both myself and, and the team here at Serotonin are Incredibly excited to to get started in an official capacity with the team at Osmosis as well as the community. I can't hear him. Can you? Oh, I can hear you just fine. Wait, you can hear Luke? Yeah, I can hear Luke just fine. Oh well, okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll continue and just let me know. Um, yeah, if for if for some reason y'all can't hear me. Um, but yeah, I, I lead business development here at Serotonin. I've uh, been at the company uh, a little bit over a year. We've been around for, I believe, two and a half years now. We're founded by Amanda Cassett, who was previously CMO at Consensus, uh, doing a lot of the early marketing work for Ethereum, uh, as well as bringing a lot of that core team over to, to start Serotonin. In terms of how we operate, uh, we're really a fully integrated marketing team. and operate across marketing strategy and branding, PR and earned media, working really closely with a lot of the uh, crypto publications, as well as tier one media publications, um, everything written content. So think blogs, website copy, social posts, uh, we handle uh, on the social media side. We do a lot of community strategy and development work. So things like this, uh, community calls, AMAs, hackathons, all that good stuff, as well as handling handling all things uh, growth marketing, paid, and and influencers. So pretty pretty robust in in terms of all the different areas that we operate in. Um, and then our team is about sixty people covering all these different areas. Um, and we've got folks who who focus and specialize in each of them. The kind of 
uh, account lead or, or director who's going to be working with Osmosis uh, is Robin Lim. Uh, she's currently out on vacation, but she'll be back next week and you all get to meet her. She is fantastic um, and based in Singapore, but does uh, a lot of traveling. Um, and then, you know, just in terms of markets, uh, we primarily cover you know, U.S., the Americas, Europe, Southeast Asia, but but do you know, touch some other markets as well. Um, in terms of like some of the work we've done in the past, uh, we've worked with you know, at least 50 protocols and, and projects across the space. Um, you know, ones like Polygon, helping with their brand and messaging work. Sotheby's, who we help bring into Web3 with the Sotheby's metaverse and doing the full you know, marketing around that launch, which has been uh, quite successful for you know, a 300-year-old auction house, getting them to, to move into the Web3 space last year. Uh, we do all the PR for Decentraland and, and work really closely with that team. Uh, Protocol Labs, we've been working with for, for a very long time, uh, a lot on the content side and the blog. And then Quasar, uh, who we started working with a few months ago, uh, who you all might be quite familiar with in the Cosmos ecosystem on all the marketing around their launch, their fundraise announcement, and continuing to work very closely with that team and excited to see you know, some of the synergy we can build um, between them and, and you all at Osmosis. So I'll, I'll pause there. Uh, I know that was a lot to take in in terms of serotonin, who we are and, and what we do. Uh, but I know we'll be taking some questions uh, from the team at the end, so. Yeah, let's uh, give Elisa a chance to speak about herself. Happy to, hi everyone. Um, I work with Luke and all of the team at Serotonin, really excited to be working now with Osmosis. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan and have been uh, using it for a while. And yeah, my background is in, in tech marketing and and crypto, I've been in the industry for a long time, since 2017, when I started at Consensus, and a lot of our team has been as well. Um, yeah, just really excited to meet all of you and, and get deeper in touch with the Osmosis community. Awesome. Yeah, we're glad to have you. And you know, we've, we've been working so long on getting this contract finalized. Uh, we're just excited to get these operations going. Same. Yeah, so I believe uh, Toggle can hop on and toss in some questions that he has prepared. And then yeah, after uh, Toggle speaks, um, after you speak, Toggle, then we can take some questions from the audience. Yeah, perfect. Hi. Um, if you don't know me, hi, I'm Tog, I'm part of the community. Um, and I wanted to actually ask Serotonin a couple of questions. Um, I had to write these down so I remembered them. Uh, what similarities and differences uh, does Serotonin foresee when working with Osmosis compared to other projects that you work with? It sounds like you're very Web3 native TM, you know, very blockchain native. But what do you see is the similarities and differences of working with us versus the rest of the, um, you know, blockchain ecosystem projects you worked with? Yeah, I can I can take that one, and then at least feel free to to jump in as well. Uh, but yeah, we have worked uh, with a few dexes in, in the past, so you know, obviously at a high level, there will be some similarities there, just in terms of of the marketing strategy and in working relationship, uh, as well as as I mentioned, working with Quasar, uh, another. You know, Top tier project in the Cosmos ecosystem, so we're definitely familiar there, and it'll actually be a, 
a lot of that same team. Um, so they're already pretty up to speed on, on all things that are going on um, you know, pretty deep in terms of the Cosmos ecosystem. As you mentioned, our, our whole agency is Web3 native. Um, so that will be quite helpful in, in hitting the crowd running quickly as, as well. What I think is a differentiator with you all at Osmosis uh, is just that you have a bit of a more like robust and, and stronger internal structure for us to partner with, you know, with Aaron and, and the marketing DAO and his group. Uh, so I'm, I'm really confident that working together, we're going to be able to have even further and quicker success with, with you all than even some of the partners that we've worked with in the past. Um, and then, of course, they're just the unique differentiators about osmosis itself that you all know and i don't have to go through things like you know users being able to create their own liquidity pools um that will really help us kind of differentiate uh from a lot of the other projects out there but yeah at least if there's anything you want to add feel free to to jump in as well yeah i was going to say you know we've worked we do work with um projects of all sizes but i but we do often work with early stage projects who are kind of starting from scratch with marketing. I think one thing that I'm really excited about and that differentiates Osmosis, I think from some of the projects that we've worked with is um, the, is the traction that's already there. I think like now there's kind of this inflection point and the challenges to, you know, go beyond the kind of um, the, the Cosmos ecosystem and the audience that's already there and, and just kind of expand even further across uh, the crypto ecosystem as a whole. So I think that'll be really exciting. Yeah, that's that's honestly um, that kind of leads into the next question. You mentioned the traction that's already there. So obviously, Osmosis and the um, marketing department has really worked, um, especially over the last few months, to really start getting regular, consistent, you know, stuff going already. Um, but with the rollout starting, you know, next week. Um, how long do you think um, until we all might see a noticeable impact from this um, amazing partnership that we have? Yes, great, great question. And, you know, we are very much excited to, to come in and hit the ground running. And I think, of course, it depends exactly how you define noticeable impact, right? So I think right away, right off the bat, we will help the team, you know, be a little bit more structured um, in, in its thinking around Osmosis's marketing strategy and can start to impact that kind of week one, week two. And I think, you know, our onboarding process typically takes three to four weeks to get the team fully up to speed and, you know, creating messaging and positioning that will really be the basis uh, of a lot of the strategy that will then build out uh, a comprehensive marketing plan that will cover you know, all the different channels that I mentioned earlier in the call, um, as well as making sure we have really tangible, agreed upon shared goals with both the Osmosis team and the community that we'll be working against to make sure we can track that impact uh, as closely as possible. You know, and then from there, after those first three or four weeks of onboarding and building a lot of that strategy foundation, we'll jump you know, straight into the execution phase uh, where I'm confident that we can see noticeable impact in terms of the strategy, the quality of the content and the marketing assets that are coming out in, in the first month. And then we'll start to see even more tangible results, I believe, in the month after that. Uh, so I think in those first 90 days, uh, we'll see both you know, that initial impact in terms of the structured thinking, the organization, the strategy, um, and then as well as those kind of more tangible metrics that you know, we'll agree upon 
with both the, the team and the community and be sure to be reporting out on in a very transparent manner. So yeah, very much excited to to build together on on both of those. But you know, that's how I'd, I'd frame it in terms of expectations around timing and, and impact. But again, at least if you have anything to add, uh, feel free to to jump in. Yeah, I agree with you, Luke. Um, usually how we work with every single client is, as Luke said, we set measurable goals that we agree on are the most important um, to show impact on. And um, usually around, we do review them on a very regular basis, but usually around 90 days in is when we kind of have that first touch point of like, okay, you know, how have we fully performed? And by then we should be seeing definitely some clear impact. That's absolutely amazing. Um, I actually have a quick question about, you know, those, you know, perf- I won't call it a performance review because who wants to hear that? Um, but, you know, how about like, what are some of the metrics uh, to go off of that that you would find most useful um, in determining impact? Yeah, I can speak to that. Um So that will, to some degree, you know, depend a little bit on the underlying business goals of different projects, right? Um, And so I think, you know, we'll we'll set them a little bit later specifically, but I would say we set a lot of goals around growth and engagement on community and social channels. Um, And then we do kind of, as you said, almost a performance review at the 90 days, but we do a monthly check-in as well. And we're looking at them every single week. It helps us understand how are you know different tweets performing, et cetera? We'll often um, and then of course, you know, the engagement metrics for for community can be really, really important and really helpful to just like understand how different community campaigns are really helping people to feel like they can interact, like feel included, feel a part of the community and how much people really um, are are communicating there. Um, and other thing that we set a lot is around media mentions. Um, and I think that that will be a big one here. Um, I think there's awesome opportunities to just expand the thought leadership and, and brand awareness and reach um, of osmosis and, and kind of, you know, turn different spokespeople, allow them to speak, you know, more broadly on more subjects in different um, in different places and different publications. Um, and we'll also do uh, goals around, you know, earned speaking opportunities and things like that. Um, those are some really common ones. And then, of course, we'll do um, things like actual product usage. And usually we'll uh, look at that as people coming coming through the actual user interface um, to try to kind of correlate a little bit better to the actual marketing efforts. Amazing. Thank you so much. Awesome. Uh, I think we can take some questions from the audience then. Uh, I know I already have one um, <laughs> that was asked um, for me to toss on. Um, and just actually for Sunny. Um, so um, one of our community members from um, the OSL actually asked, will trading fees from order books go to Osmos stakers? And will that also apply to superfluid staked Osmosis? And how will those be paid out? Um, yeah, so trading fees would still work similarly as in it is today where um you know we can fees will go to the market makers like to the liquidity providers and people 
the people, the makers, basically, who are providing liquidity for the orders get, that get filled. But, you know, the idea of the fees going to stakers, that's something that can happen today. It just requires a governance proposal, you know? Like, I think if osmosis stakers really want to, uh, you know, start charging, you know, a couple bips fee on, uh, you know, on transaction volume, on trade volumes, that's something that can be done. And I think order books make it a little bit better because today with the way AMMs are done, there's just like, you know, the impermanence loss is like much higher. And so the fees have, you know, the LP fees are like quite high in order to, you know, offset that impermanence loss. But with order books and more active market makers, uh, those fees that have to go to LPs to like, you know, make up for their, uh, you know, go, can go down. And that means it's more feasible for, for like Osmo stakers to, uh, you know, start charging a little bit of a protocol fee because the LP fees can go down. So I have actually a technical question then, um, because from what I know of Osmosis, the chain and everything, um, Currently, the parameter set up for LP pools that we have, balancer pools, um, essentially doesn't give you the option. Is that parameter somewhere else, like in the lockup module or in the um, in one of the other um, customly written modules? Which parameter? To move, you know, the the LP fees or the you know the potential order book fees to let's say you know staking um the staking pool as opposed to the community pool mm. um yeah so this would be a you know it would probably it, it does require a code change because like the code to have a, a a protocol fee isn't there right now but uh you know if governance makes a signaling proposal that this is a feature that you know similar to past features uh you know like the sub you know lower swap fees for osmo routed trades and stuff so you know if uh governance makes up signaling proposal that they want to see this implemented we'll you know the dev team will add it you know we'll we'll execute on that perfect just wanted that small clarification thank you mm -hmm. all right uh anyone from the crowd i'm not sure if the name will pop up a little hand or anything because i'm not seeing anything on my end if we don't have any further questions, we can end the updates here. I have um, well, a couple of things I wanted to share oh. was, um, you know, we a couple more things is speaking of order books, we talked. Hello. Oh. Uh, you know, speaking of order books, you know, we are the Osmosis dev team is you know conducting some user research on, you know, trying to understand what kinds of things people like about trading on order books whether it's on centralized exchanges or um you know other dexes that also may have order books and you know just want to get some feedback from people of like hey what what works well what doesn't work well what's confusing what what would you wish was better in centralized exchanges and so uh if you are interested in doing a you know user interview session with uh, our our design team uh please go ahead i know i just had linked a tweet in the updates uh fill out the form that's in that tweet and uh our team will uh reach out to you um yeah and then you know 
some and some one other thing I wanted to highlight was um, people can if you go on Commonwealth right now, you'll see that there's a proposal uh, from uh, Axelar that they just put up for a loan swap. So you know Axelar is obviously a very important partner to Osmosis. Um, we we are going to be having our native bridge integration like live this week for sure. Like it's basically in the staging QA process now. Um, but yeah, so. You know, they're finally going to be launching their uh, token publicly. And obviously, given the close partnership, they want to make sure Osmosis is the uh, place to do where, where, where the token is initially available. And so uh, they're requesting a $1 million loan swap of Osmo for Axel token. So basically, it's similar to the Stargaze uh, loan swap that was done you know, a few months ago, but basically what will happen is uh, the Osmosis, the Axelar Foundation will borrow $1 million worth of Osmo from the Osmosis community pool. Um, and the thing is, they don't, you know, they don't know how to return a million dollars of Axel yet because Axel doesn't have a price yet. You know, it's not publicly listed anywhere. So what they'll do is they will return $1 million worth of Axel like one month from now or and, and based off of some TWAP price. So that way, you know, it gives them time for the market to settle and figure out the price of Axel. And so basically the Osmosis community pool is basically effectively getting to do a swap of $1 million of Osmo for $1 million of Axel token. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, given, and you know, obviously the Axelar Foundation has already airdropped a uh, significant portion of their, their supply already to, or given it to the community pool already. But I think this is a nice way to help, you know, an important partner project to be able to bootstrap their liquidity as well as, uh, you know, support them. So, uh, yeah, check out that governance proposal. It's on Commonwealth right now. And, you know, I think the plan is to launch sometime at the, by, at the end of September. Okay, great, great. Uh, we've got Antoine uh, who has a question. Hello, everybody. Um, good morning or afternoon. Um, guys, uh, I want to ask something, but uh, the last update about Axelar is, is a big one. Uh, good job, guys, because Axelar has to uh, a great job for every user that uh, wants to bring some assets from other chains. That, but so really really nice support uh, from you and each chains uh, with each other uh, i wanted to ask about the wasmo collection the 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 customized collection nfts that osmo was planning to launch uh, if you have any update about that because you know we love nfts yes uh we are still working away at it um you know, we are, uh, we, you know, there's a whole, we have a whole like sub team focused on this right now. And uh, it's taking a little bit longer than expected because we are trying to make it like really fun. And, you know, there's a lot of cool features that are added into it. So um, I don't have an exact timeline right now for you, but it, you know, no, it's, it, it'll, it'll be really cool when it launches and it, it, it'll, it'll be well worth the wait. I, I don't think there's any NFT, uh, project that's like it right now we have no rush uh, i think osmo has a uh, really good pro products and we are we have big expectations and we can't wait 
So thanks for ask, uh, answering me, and have a good day, Scott. Thanks, Antoine. Um, by the way, another thing you meant, uh, sorry, one other thing I just remembered about Axelar, uh, just when you were talking, was um, uh, one other really cool thing about Axelar that I think uh, maybe hasn't gotten enough hype yet is that in their last upgrade that happened about a week or two ago, they added a feature that was, you know, heavily requested by us and this is sort of you know the what it is is it's it's called uh rate limiting so what it does is they cap how much uh dollar value of tokens can leave the bridge in a certain time period if i remember correctly it's currently set at a maximum of $5 million every six hours. And so this is really cool because what that means is, you know, let's say there's a bridge hack or something like that, right? Where uh, money gets, you know, stolen or something, some, something goes wrong. The, the time for, like, you know, the, the attacker can only steal $5 million in a six-hour period. And hopefully within that time period, within six hours, you know, the alarm bell will ring and, you know, we'll be able to, uh, you know, they'll be able to deactivate the bridge using the uh, governance and stuff. But like, this is like really cool because, you know, I think this is how obviously everyone is there. Bridge security is one of people's biggest you know, concerns and these days. And I think this is like one of the most important, you know, one of many stop gaps to come in order to like help solve a lot of these uh bridge risk concerns and you know it's the ability you know these the features like this is kind of one of the reasons we were really excited to work with axlar and why you know we were so supportive of them during the whole bridge off processes you know they they really understood that like these security features like this are really important and so it's really exciting exciting to see that like they're fine you know the first of many is is live and up and running yeah um creating and building a, a bridge and on any chain, not just on Cosmos ecosystem, has shown that is one of the most difficult things to build because it's really vulnerable. And great job by by Axelar. We we are uh, secure by now, and they are uh, creating features to to. Uh, to keep that uh, that uh, that system without hacks and bugs or glitches. So thanks by the info and that that's it. I'm gonna take the mic up. Awesome. Thanks for uh, asking the question, Antoine. Uh, let's get Kava Kava Skus, uh to ask his question next or hers. Yeah, um, it's pretty straightforward. Now that I've uh, able to stake some ion something i've been bugging sunny for a while i was hoping i might be able to get an answer to when superfluid staking ion um make a governance proposal and uh whenever as soon as the governance proposal passes it will happen automatically i really hated <laughs> i was expecting that answer but i figured i'd ask anyways <laughs> um, i was hoping somebody I mean, could throw something up so i can vote on it yeah yeah um you know I'm sure if you don't know how to make the governance proposal, just you know, reach out to um, anyone in the community, or uh, you can ask Johnny Wiles from uh, me. He he's pretty knowledgeable on how to create these governance proposals. So you know, I I think it never hurts to just throw it up and you know let let governance vote. 
I, I can connect you with Johnny after. Uh, just, just DM me. I'll connect you with him. Sure thing. That was pretty much it. I came in a little late, but that's like the one thing that's been eating away at me for a good minute because it's like the second native asset. And it just seemed I, I'm kind of surprised that it is going to require government's proposal now when like when superfluid staking was first enabled, I half expected it to be the first pool to be enabled instead of Adam. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I mean, part of it has to do with the amount of liquidity. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely time to you know start enabling it now. and. In general, uh, one thing you know you mentioned was uh, just you know this the, the staking page is up now. So uh, if folks want to go check out, you know, uh, ion WTF is the website, uh, and you can from there you can uh, you know actually stake your ion. And right now, you know, note note by staking, there's no you know APR or anything like that. You're not getting anything from uh, staking, but uh, what what you're getting is governance rights. And so, you know, there are a number of governance proposals, I'm sure, coming down the pipeline from a variety of people uh, to the Ion DAO. So if you want to, now that the voting system is live, you know, there's a lot of decisions to start making. So if people want to start uh, staking, so that way we can get get some of these proposals up and running and have and start voting on them. I know uh, I've already staked my Ion. <laughs> Awesome. Great. Uh, thanks for asking that question, Kava. Uh, I think we've got Cryptex, correct? Uh, you want to ask your question? What's going on, guys? I don't have a question. I just uh, tuned in to follow my investments. This is one of them. I love osmosis. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. All right. Well, thanks for that short bit. Uh, back at Toggle then has a question, I believe. Yes. Sorry. Um, someone's having issues with Twitter, so they're sending me um, questions to ask. Um, so um, this one's for Sonny, again, about order books and fees. What's the justification for allocating fees to the maker versus to Osmos stakers? Makers normally pay fees in order book environments. So just a little question there. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so they, well, Typically, okay, it depends on which order book we're talking about, right? In some centralized exchanges, actually, makers uh, don't pay fees. And really, how it actually works is, um, uh, you know, market makers make like special business relationships with exchanges where they get kickbacked uh, fees from the exchanges themselves based off of how much uh, they, they, how much, how many orders they make. And then, or they also, you know, get, will get like, relationships where like some market makers have less fees and stuff so um it's not exactly true that market makers don't pay fees or don't get fees on centralized exchanges they actually do in some ways but the other thing is uh you know the the end goal of how we're doing um uh, order books on osmosis is not actually a, a pure central limit order book it's a you know I, I think how i've described it before is it's almost a cross between uniswap v3 and a uh clob central limit order book and so because it's uniswap v3 so how, how do how do mark makers make uh money on central on normal order books of this let's say they don't they don't earn fees on some centralized exchanges well they do it by like having a spread right they they put a you know a spread uh where where they you know if there's Orders going on both directions are kind of making that spread money. Um, but the problem with that is, in the way Uniswap V3 design is, there's no spread, but rather um, 
you know, it's still more like an AMM where there is liquidity at every price. So there's no spread in the middle. So, but you make that up with the fee, basically. The fee basically defines a spread that all the market makers are using at the same time. So that's kind of um, what, what, yeah, that, that's kind of why we, we would still, we would still have maker fees because it's still going to have a little bit of a Uniswap V3 style system involved. That makes a lot of sense. Um, another question would be, um, I know that, um, I know that you um, and Osmosis were working on um, potentially native uh, USDC, um, USD coin um, with Circle. Um, can you mention anything on how everything's going with that? If you're running into any technical issues or maybe helping them tool their own particular chain, because, you know, that way they can actually have absolute control, which they would obviously require. Yeah. So we are, uh, working and helping, um, there's sort of a group of projects that are working together to help them build a new chain and so um like a circle like a usdc issuance chain basically um and so uh they'll uh there'll be more um sort of mm, a public announcement and with more detail uh at cosmoverse perfect thank you just I know it's been on a lot of people's minds because, you know, Axelar and hearing about their um, their essentially bridge risking um, is great. But we all want a good collateralized stable coin in the cosmos, I believe. So, you know, it's just one of those things that helps move DeFi along. Definitely. All right. I think that's uh, all the questions for today. Anything left to add, Sonny? Um, no, other than, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing everyone at Cosmoverse, whoever is going to be there. Uh, we have some fun events planned. Um, we are throwing a joint party with the Mars team. Uh, it's going to be, you know, uh, cool. You know, Mars will be launching very soon as well. So it's going to be cool, like, uh, place to, you know, have these two communities sort of, uh, mingle. Um, and then there's also Hackwasm, which is a uh, Cosmwasm hackathon that we're co- co-sponsoring with uh, Stargaze and Juno. Um, so uh, that that will be happening the weekend right after Cosmoverse, also in uh, Medellin. So uh, if you weren't already excited to go to Cosmoverse, uh, maybe this will be the tipping point and you want to go book your tickets soon. So um, see whoever will be there. I'll see you there. Awesome. Yep. And uh, we'll have more information out about the Mars party and Hackwasm for the community to see. Uh, We'll be posting that on Twitter as well. Word. Thank you. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate your time. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Osmosis Updates from the Lab, recorded on Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. 
rolling down the street in my 6 foe. I never had a 6 foe. A kid can wish though. I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chilling with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I got a missus. My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song. Got a couple albums out. We do alright, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fishbowl. Keep my stories mystical. I like my beats. Boom, bap and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical. Craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle. I keep looking and looking and looking, but never find nothing. We've been lied to thinking this surprise of the super secret lies. Motherfucker sneak inside, going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark, now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark, now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Trenches, trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kind of running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven times space while I wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today When the... Sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit, it's all nicks Waking up early, gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die gonna take care of Angela, man. He's, he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that, guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Chamber Spaces. <laughs>